Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and welcome to Rooted Deep. Uh, this is a podcast, if you're just maybe joining us for the first time, where my buddy and Allison Hale and I sit and talk about uh, great things in life that keep us anchored, keep us rooted. Sometimes that's an interview uh, with somebody who is really knowledgeable. Sometimes it's a dive into a Bible study for a couple of weeks, and other times it's just some great discussion around things that I think are anchor points sometimes in our life, or just every now and then we just get into fun stuff, right, Allie, and just talk about, I think we had a sun fun episode, so, you know, sometimes we just kind of get back and laugh a little bit, right? Yeah, and I think it's it mirrors exactly what uh a godly friendship should be sometimes you go deep sometimes you just kind of talk about silly stuff and and that's that's kind of what we try to do with with this podcast I feel like and I you know and I feel like for the most part we do a good job I mean um yeah just you know talking about about things that we enjoy talking about things that we're interested in and hopefully you are interested in as well and I'm really I really like this new uh these new few podcasts that we're going to be um recording from now on yeah I know um we decided that, you know, I was talking to a lady just a few weeks ago and she was in her thirties and I was talking about Elizabeth Elliot and she didn't know who she was. And I was blown away by the fact that she didn't know who she was. And it just hit me. I'm like, you know, in fact, I said, you have to know who this woman is. Right. And yeah. she was like, really, who is she? Um, and that kind of birthed this idea that there are women who have impacted, um, you know, Elizabeth Elliot actually has had an impact on my life personally, you know, and so there are women who have impacted our lives personally. There are women who have impacted, um, you know, whether it be missions or whether it be uh, medicine or science or they've, but they've impacted the world in some significant way. And I think we can't let their stories and their bravery and, you know, these truths that come from their life, we can't let them just fade off into the sunset. Um, I really feel like, man, we've got to be telling new, telling new people these stories that have never heard them before. And so for the next you know, week or so, we're going just to pull out a few women. Now, obviously, there are really there are hundreds we could talk about, but we're only going to just grab a couple. And we're really going to talk about these the lives of these women. So if these are new names to you and you're like, you know, mm -hmm. I think I might have heard of her name before. Yeah. Who is she? Um, then you're really going to want to lock into this because these are unbelievably fascinating women that are inspiring uh, in our own hearts and lives. But also, um, maybe you're, you've, you haven't heard about them in a while. And mm -hmm. uh, so these are, I think, good truths and good reminders. So we're going to start with Elizabeth Elliot, which, Ali, I know you and I both have a kind of a little bit of a deep connection to her because of her story. Oh, yeah. I remember sitting, uh, reading one of her. I mean, we've heard about her. We And I think in the Christian community, especially our generation, we're just fascinated with mm. the story and fascinated with the history that, you know, Nate Saint and Jamalia and, and Elizabeth Elliot and, and what she did. And we were all impacted by some of the books that she wrote. But I remember sitting in a library and reading a book of hers that was a lesser known book, and it still doesn't come up as one of her top, but it really impacted my life for in missions. And, and I loved 
uh, just sitting there reading and, and um, I, these strange ashes is the name of the book. And mm-hmm. it's just a, a little book and it's pre their marriage. And it's just her working alone as a single missionary in the jungles of Ecuador. And I just, um, I really was impacted by that book in a way that I continue to refer to it. I continue to talk about it. I, I've, you know, I've read it several times. Uh, and then just the story of, I think the story of grit and determination in the, in the, in the aftermath of some intense grief and mm-hmm. questioning, I, I feel like we all have to put ourselves in that. Would we, would, would we have, what would we have done kind of mm. a situation? Um, and so there's, there's, you know, I think there's so many times we, we, we hear about the martyrdom or the, you know, the death of the missionaries, but then the continued life of the women that, that survived and, yeah. and what, and what they did and what they accomplished, especially Elizabeth. I think it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. So for those of you who may not know who Elizabeth Elliot is, let me give you the 30-second overview. So Mm -hmm. she was born in 1926, okay? So that gives you a timeline uh, of when she was born. And she was actually born in Belgium, Brussels, Belgium. Mm -hmm. She grew up in a Christian home. You know, if you read her her story, um, she decides to go to college, and she goes to Wheaton College in Illinois, which is still in existence, and doors are still open and, and still running today. And this is what I love about her. She studies classical Greek, okay? Of yes. all the things that a woman's going to go study, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're thinking, oh, maybe she's just going to come and get her MRS degree, right? But no, no, no. Right. She's studying classical Greek, and she meets this guy by the name of Jim Elliott. And this guy is going to become her future husband. And this is they both have a, a burden for the, the Ecuadorian people that are deep in the jungles. Mm-hmm. and that are unreached at this point so they get married Allie in 1953 and they leave Illinois and move to uh, of course Elizabeth's already been there some as you alluded to so there's a lot of backstory here that I'm not telling but they they start ministering to the Warani people also known as the Akas okay yeah. and if you've ever seen more people have seen the movie Into the Spear than have actually yeah. read the book by Elizabeth right. Elliot right yeah. Um, and there's some of the end of the spear is dead on and others of it is a little bit, you know, fabricated, make yeah. a good movie. Right. So they, they're trying to reach the Aka tribe in the jungles of Ecuador. And then, so get this now, they married in 1953 and in 1956. So they've been married three years. Jim and some of his buddies who are also fellow missionaries, they're martyred and the Aka's Actually, they land their plane, sandbar, they're going to meet with them, and the Akas meet them with a war party and actually kill every single one of these men who are there. Allie and I have had the what I consider to be an absolute privilege yeah. to actually be in Ecuador, to take a flight out to that sand, to that, to that area of the world, and to yeah. walk out to that sandbar. And yeah. just, I mean, Allie, it was really... Mm. Knowing what happened there and knowing the story and walking by some of the graves of people that we had read about, I, I, it was a super impactful moment for me. It really was. It was one of those, I, you know, watershed moment to where we have, we have studied and read the books and, and heard the names of, of several of these people mm-hmm. and then to be connected, walking through the jungles and then out onto that, you know, that sandbar on that river. And then just kind of standing there and thinking, wow, you know, 60 years earlier, 
um, mm-hmm. men died, what in what would we would have considered in a senseless, yeah. senseless, violent death yeah. um, that nobody could really explain like why, what, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, but then at the same time, the, the ministry that has grown out of that. And so, yeah, we, we, we walked through the jungle and, and came out, we stood there for a while. We just, you know, and it was, it was interesting because it was, it was quiet. It was, it was different. It was different, but it was, it was the same. I think that village is still very primitive. It I is. remember walking by <laughs> um, and there were a bunch of kids like standing around a stick and we were like, why are they standing around that stick? And apparently that's the only place for miles that you could get like a, a cell signal. Yeah. And so every day, like these kids would just, and they're, you know, we're like, oh, okay. Is there electricity every once in a while? somebody hooks up a generator and they can choose, you know, and so it's still yeah. very primitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know how the world kind of moves on. And even some of the graves, I feel like we're just yeah, almost yeah. forgotten or covered. Yeah. And you're just, and to us, these heroes are buried out in the jungle in unmarked yeah. or, or poorly marked graves. And we're just like, wow. And so it was really interesting to just walk through there. Um, and then stand quietly for a moment. And then, you know, uh, we, then we, then we had a bit of an adventure, right? You know, you want to go into the adventure. Yeah. You know, we did, we did have a bit of an adventure because we were supposed to crawl back on that plane and head back to shell. And that's the town where we came from. Um, and there was a little cloud, uh, little, little, uh, thunder cloud. And they're like, we can't go to shell. We can't land in shell. So we're going to have to go and land on this other place. And so we, we landed on an, on another dirt airstrip in the middle of the jungle and get out of the plane. And as we're standing there, you know, in this grassy area, we see this gentleman heading towards us. He's got on orange shorts and flip flops and a t-shirt and he's, and he's with a walking stick and he's, he's clearly elderly. Um, and the pilot tells us, Man, this is your day uh, because this guy um, was one of the guys who killed the missionaries. And he is 86 years old. His name is Dewey. He's still alive. And he always meets every pilot who flies into here and he prays with him now. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget him coming over to the plane. Yeah. And we're just all sitting there with our mouths open going, I can't believe I'm standing here. And this yeah. guy puts his hand on the pilot's shoulders and he begins to pray. And that was one of the most surreal moments in the whole yeah. trip because I was like, okay, are we really standing here? Because, and it kind of brings this full circle back to Elizabeth Elliot, because when their husbands died, the question is, what do you do next? Yeah. What do you do next? And what Elizabeth Elliot and some of these women who were married to these missionaries, what these what these women did next is still, to me, one of the greatest legacies of their lives. Because instead of packing it all in and moving back to the States and finding another guy to marry and, and buying a little house and yeah. throwing it all in, right. these, these women stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went back in. Yeah. And they went back to trying to reach these tribes, mm-hmm. the very people who had killed their husbands. And as a result of them, of their forgiveness, as a result of their willingness to, to push through what had to be just, I mean, you've been married three years and your husband's dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of these women had children. 
So yeah. a little and little little kids, because you can imagine if you've been married three years, you know, you're one of the women. She had just birthed the baby, and so mm. I mean, it's like so you've got these little little kids, and it's you, and now you're quote unquote alone in this world as far as having a husband, and you decide to stay. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, Ali, we know that Dewey got saved mm-hmm. as a result of those women being willing to stay. And so here we were all those years later, standing on a field, listening to one of these guys pray with a pilot because Elizabeth Elliot and other women like her found it in their hearts to forgive. Mm -hmm. And And that's powerful. Yeah. And I think that is powerful. I think so many times it would be easy to say, oh, well, that's a clear sign from God. You know, I guess meeting somebody meeting your husband with a spear, you know, that that's a clear sign from God that I'm not supposed to be here and, and turn around and, and, and walk back. And I think as a woman, I feel like, especially that's a strong motivation to say, no matter what, whether I feel like in this, in this case, it's important to understand that Elizabeth Elliot was going to be a missionary whether she married mm. Jim or not, she Great was already point. a missionary. And so I think because you and I serve with so many single women, you and I serve with so many um, missionary women, and there's mm. so many times their identity um, could get lost. And I think because of Christian tradition and, and, you know, here's missionary Gary Hale and his wife, Allison. And that kind sure. of annoys me a little bit. Cause I'm like, no, here's missionary Gary Hale and missionary Allison. Um, and, and I know it's just some of that tradition, but we serve with so many women who are missionaries, no matter who they're married to, no matter what they're, you know, Absolutely. no matter what their station or where they serve. And so Elizabeth was going and had gone and it just happened to be that for a while she was married to Jim, but then after Jim passed away uh, or, you know, was killed, she continued the work of translation, Bible translation. Yeah. She continued the work of cultural bridges. And, and I think that that is definitely her legacy as she continues, you know, as she continued on, you know. Oh, no question. And and I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not minimizing Jim's death, but I'm saying oh, if no. we talk about Elizabeth, let's, you know. That's that's important to acknowledge that her her missionary life was 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 what it was with or without Jim. Oh, yeah. And and I really think that's watching that that part of her life. She was like you said, she was a missionary before she met Jim. She felt called to be a missionary. She meets Jim and and they're going to do mission life together. And and that's going to be a short three years. And then this key thing that she decides to stay and, and what. What the deeper part of the story is that what these men were unable to accomplish because they were men, uh, mm-hmm. they were a threat. The the men were a threat to these people groups. And if you go read the story, you'll find out that uh, the town of Shell was actually named after the Shell Oil Company, mm-hmm. and they were the oil companies had been coming into this area trying to strip the resources out of the area, and in doing so, had killed a lot of these Aka Indians. And so the Akas believed all all white men were bad because the shell guys were bad. So when these missionaries showed up, they just weren't buying what these missionaries were selling, that they were good and they were going to help them. They believed that eventually they would take from them. And so that was what happened. So Elizabeth Elliott, though, and these women were actually able to take their children and move into, over time, they actually moved into the village with the Aka people. Now, I mean, yeah. this ought to just blow you away uh, because she literally 
is now being able to live in the village and build relationships with these people. And I just think that, you know, if you haven't read her books, right. um, there is two books that I just think are fantastic. One is Through Gates of Splendor. If you can mm -hmm. only read one, I say read yeah. Through Gates of Splendor um, yeah. because it's just, it's just the one that does the bigger picture. But there's also one called The Shadow of the Almighty. Mm -hmm. And it chronicles Jim's mission uh, and their story. So you kind of get a different perspective in Shadow of the Almighty. I mean, through if you have not read through Gates of Splendor, okay, I'm just telling mm. you, that is your summer read. That's your requirement. That's your homework. you got to go get this book. It's one that you won't be able to put down quickly. Mm. It's one that will cause you to pause and, and ponder a lot along the way. Um, but the, to just understand, because she talks about things like surrender. Yeah. And she yeah. talks about things like suffering and forgiveness. Mm. And she's just got, I mean, her insight. But why does she have such insight? Well, good night. This woman lived it. I mean, here yeah. she is, you know, and I'm sure, you know, somebody probably approached her and said, y'all just need to pack it up and come home. You know, y'all not living yeah. out in the jungle. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, bring those kids and let's get, you know, but no, she, yeah. she's like, no, this is what God called me to do. And despite the fact that they killed her husband, you know, she stays and right. she lives for a time period. She mm -hmm. lives in the village, village, villagers come to Christ. Right. And there's a lot of transformation that happens during that time period because, and it's not just her, but we're talking about her yeah. today, but yeah. she, she just does. She just stays resolute through it all. Slow. Her ministry there was slow mm -hmm. because it was not. I mean, she spoke Spanish, but she didn't speak um, the wild, the, the Waldani language. She didn't, yeah. speak, you know, she spoke a little Quechua. And so she had to find and establish relationships. And so it's like, yeah. and she would tell stories of just all day long, just learning how to pronounce just a couple of words. So she mm -hmm. could, you know, and understanding. And, and that's where her, um, her education in classical Greek was, uh, was so valuable just yeah. understanding the roots of words and, and the importance of pronunciation. And, and I think, and I think so many times again, when we think about, you know, and I, and, and so many times it's boiled down to what, what can we see in a movie of two hours, you know, this yeah. happened and they stepped in and all of a sudden, bam, it's, you know, but there was three years of uh -huh. just living in a hammock, basically yeah. um, cooking over a fire and learning a, a, a word or two a day or yeah. a phrase or two a day so she could continue to translate. And I think so many times the, the beauty of her story is this quick result is, is so, and is the antithesis of, of what we want today. We want to see quick results or churches mm -hmm. want to see, um, you know, the vacation Bible from Monday to Friday, everybody gets saved, you know, kind of thing. And these quick yeah. kind of, you know, that type of culture that we're living in sure. um, and the slow grind of, um, of commitment and relationship. I mean, her ministry was so geared toward, um, toward relational, you know, that, that type Absolutely. of relationship that she was, that she was um, establishing. Absolutely. And, you know, I think um, I had, the opportunity to hear her speak one time and she mm -hmm. she's a strong woman she you know she I don't know she just comes across as a woman with a lot of backbone when you meet her in person however one of the things that I know to be that that is true although I, I didn't know her personally uh at all but one thing I know to be true is that she was a real human right mm -hmm. so she yeah. she 
I mean, she was a young woman grieving the loss of a husband. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just he died of a heart attack. I mean, this guy is, you know, floating face down with a spear in him in, a, in the waters. You know, I mean, this is brutal. Mm-hmm. He died yeah. a brutal death. And yeah. it was, these women were, were days uh, sitting in shell waiting to hear or sitting in a small village waiting to hear what they were discovering and what they were finding out over there as yeah. as these mission groups came in to try to rescue the plane and rescue the bodies and to try to figure right. out what to do and I mean this is agonizing and it's awful and then you've got little kids and you're trying to figure out how do we go forward how yeah. do we you know and you've got your own stuff that you're trying to process and then you've got this bigger picture of what happens to these people yeah yeah and I just think as you you know it's easy for us I think sometimes sitting here to fictionalize characters like we would Superman or Batman or you know you know the Marvel heroes you know and suddenly we're well that's not me you know that's you know that's Spider-Man or that's what no 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 this is a real woman who cried real tears yeah and who agonized and I'm mm-hmm. sure who had doubts and who had all kinds of struggles that were really super real. Uh, I right. think as she got older in her life, which is when I heard her speak, she was a little mm-hmm. older. And I think as she got older in her life, she unfolded a little bit more of that, you know, and she shared a little bit more of that, of how, yeah. of what that, of, of all of that deeper pain that had settled there. Now we, we know that Later in her life, she did remarry. 1969, uh, she marries a, a professor, uh, yeah. and uh, by the name of Addison Leach, and she continues to write. She continues to speak, uh, and she continues to be passionate about what God did there and what He was continuing to do. But man, I just think her life mm-hmm. exemplifies some things that we as women today need to latch on to. Right. Yeah. And I think you touched on it. The first one was forgiveness yeah. um, and understanding to forgive. And then also to, you know, and then the, the grit and the strength, like you said, to move on in spite of, because the next day, you know, once they found out she had to wake up and look at her tiny little baby girl and mm-hmm. say, okay, it's just us. No, we, we, we still have to live. We still have to move on. So we still have to have the strength too. And then again, just the intelligence and the sharp mind of a woman who, you know, who is a, is a seminary professor and a, and an author of so many books and a, and a translator. And uh, she contributed to a Bible translation. I mean, you know, just the intelligence of this woman, you know, I think after them, after the fact of, okay, yeah, but yeah. then she, her, her, her life's, um, her life's work continued and continued mm. to grow and thrive. Yeah. I, it, you know, I think we just have to humanize her. And as we do mm. that, then we see, we see courage, but yeah. you understand that the reason you see courage is because you see a, you see a woman, you know, this woman had to be afraid yeah. and she had to have so many questions. And I think also deeply trusting in the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, don't you, don't you know that she's sitting there going, are you kidding me, Lord? Yeah. I married this guy. We had dreams. We had plans. We had yeah. hopes. And now, I mean, we were just married three years. I mean, yeah. and it's over. And what mm-hmm. he was so young. And in fact, her husband was, it was, I mean, he was already being proclaimed as one of the, probably would be one of the greatest missionaries to ever live at this young right. age, because yeah. uh, just because of his, just the way he captivated 
and, mm-hmm. and took missions by the horns, so to speak. And the Lord was like, no, he's, he's never going to see old age. He's going yeah. out right now. Mm-hmm. And, and his life is going to matter though. And, but that's leaning into the sovereignty of God, Allison. It's mm-hmm. saying, God, I can trust you with what I don't yeah. understand, knowing that you know yeah. best. Uh, right. And that faith and that dedication that, I mean, it inspires me because so much about yeah. my own life doesn't go the way I plan. Right. And I think there's so many times when we see a tragedy like that, or when we see a, uh, a situation in, you know, in, in so many of our lives, maybe, maybe we're not, this doesn't, this giant, you know, martyrdom doesn't happen in our lives, but we all have that moment of God, wouldn't it have been better if, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or would, yeah. wouldn't you think it would be better if Jim and Elizabeth had lived to old age among the, you know, among the tribe, wouldn't that have done, you know, and, mm-hmm. and in our lives, we have these moments of God, wouldn't it have been better if, or I thought you mm-hmm. were going to do this, or I thought mm-hmm. that this was what we had planned. And then to continue on and continue to trust him, even when we didn't understand the why of, you know, whatever the situation is. And of course, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be this, this, this grand martyrdom that you know that, that sure. in Elizabeth Elliot's life but it's going to be something that there we've all had these moments where you're like okay god I don't see what you were I really don't see what you were doing with that one you know and yeah, yeah. and, and sometimes I, he gives the grace to show us and sometimes he doesn't show us no you're no you're exactly right I think what is true about what you just said also which I think is very profound is that even it may not be a person that we see die but all of us have things in our life that we've watched die and all of us have yeah, things yeah. that we've watched die, things that we thought were going to live and flourish, and we watched them die. We were heartbroken, and mm-hmm. we were confused, and we were lost, and we were we didn't understand why God has allowed it to happen or why this was happening the way it was. And I just think for all of us, one of the things we can learn from Elizabeth Elliot is that if we'll lean into the Lord and we'll mm-hmm. trust Him, yeah, we. Our, we can do great things. Um, we can have a life that matters. And even though it feels like at this yeah. moment that I'm mm. sitting in that it's over. Yeah. That's how it feels. It feels right. it's, it's death. It feels like it's over. But in the economy of God, mm-hmm. it's not over. Right. Trying to learn that from Elizabeth and just saying what her life taught us. Um, of the ability just to get up again and to do hard things and to be brave and to persevere. And I just think it teaches us the transformative power of the love of God, Um, the power of God's love on a life, on her life. And then it's shining through her life onto a people and, and how her life impacted not only our world. Right. And the world of missions. Uh, in fact, some some writers and scholars have gone so far as to say is the death of these missionaries and the response of their wives right. was was the catalyst in to send missionaries around the world. And we mm-hmm. our mission movement is today what it is because of that moment in time. That legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and so I don't know that. But what I do know to be true is these this woman can teach us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in her life, uh, we she's passed away now, and we no longer have her to talk to. But one of these days, we're going to go to heaven, and yeah. uh, we can hang out with Elizabeth, and we can hear all kinds of stories and things that right. she would tell us that we can get perspective on. 
But for today, I just think bringing it into number one, go read this book, Three Gates yes. of Splendor. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get it, go read it. Uh, it. It's just so worth your time and read. Um, also, just Google her name. Yeah. And, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm not a big reader, just go Google her name and mm-hmm. read a little bit about her story and, right. and what, how God used her. But I think also, you know, as we always want to leave this podcast, not just with a great story, but with a practical application. I have to believe, Allie, there's somebody yeah. listening to this today and they can relate in some way. Yeah. I don't know what way, but there's some ways they can relate mm-hmm. to to having to pull themselves up by the bootstrap right now and having yeah. to think, okay, I'm watching something die and I don't know what to do. Right. Um, and and so I think we can let Elizabeth set set an example for us and be a reminder that if she could do it, yeah, we can do it. Right. Exactly. And we can, we can look at and say, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but I trust again, we've talked about this so much. Do we trust God enough to just Mm -hmm. let him continue to move the pieces that we don't see or pull the threads that we don't, you know, and, um, and it comes back, it comes back down to, to trust. And the only way you're going to find and trust his heart and his hand on that is really staying rooted deep in the word of God and just saying, okay, I've seen, you know, that this book is, is, is what's going to really show me who he is. So then I can trust him um, with whatever it is I'm holding on to, or whatever it is I'm watching die or watching move out of, you know, move out of my life and, uh, and then, you know, take it from there, but stay rooted deep in, in the word. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, this has just been a great discussion today on the life of Elizabeth Elliot. Obviously, we have not even scratched the surface of her life. Uh, she's just such a remarkable woman. And I hope that you'll take the time to go go read her books and yeah. go learn a little bit more about her life. I think that you'll be inspired. And I think that you'll be, you know, you will be uh, encouraged, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. a hard story, but wow. You know, what an encouragement uh, from her life. Uh, exactly. So those are some good things today. I'll, 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 let's close with a quote really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Elliot quote, all right? God never withholds from his child that which is love and wisdom call good. Mm-hmm. God's refusals are always merciful. Severe mercies at times, but mercies all the same. God never denies us our heart's desire except to give us something better. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that's just powerful, powerful, powerful words. God never withholds from his child that which is love and wisdom called Mm -hmm. good. And And that's trust. That's the trust. It is. (laughs) It is. Beautiful. It is. And what a woman to say that. So, um, man, we hope that you have a great day. Munch on that quote a little bit. Uh, Go grab your uh, Three Gates of Splendor, do a little reading, and we will see you next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.